Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports Podcast for October 28th. Um, I'm your host tonight, Dylan. I'm joined by James. Andrew is not here with us tonight, so we're running a, a little scuffed version of the show, but that's all right. We're going to be up to our usual goonery. Are, uh, how you, how you feeling, James? Well, for anybody who is just, you know, listening, I just went on like a 15-minute tangent about a story that I had uh, over the weekend. Um, so for all our audio listeners, I'm sorry you don't get to hear it. We get to hear it on Popped Off After, which I'm sure we'll start up at some point about all the bullshit I go through as a as a paramedic. But uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing I'm doing excellent. Yeah. So Pop, or Project Esports is an esports podcast where we talk about all the news and esports that we love and we enjoy and we just want to pop off about. So we have some good ones for you this week, and I think we're just going to jump right into it and start off with our, our Rick Fox watch. James. Rick Fox watch, baby. Rick Fox watch. I love this shit. It's every week. Um, it, I want to sit here and say it might not be every week after this most recent announcement, but... Uh, who only knows, man? We did have the announcement of the uh, the sitcom slash comedy, so maybe we'll be okay. But Rick Fox has now departed from Echo Fox, thus causing him and everybody who he was in uh, uh, legal turmoil with to basically drop all their suits. So everybody basically, basically Rick Fox left. Rick Fox left the thing he was named after, and uh, everybody's happy with it now. Um, from what I understand, I believe Rick Fox is now going to start up his own his own entity his own side. I think it's a, I don't think it's an esports company, but it is a, it is a business entity on its own. Um, probably associated with the, with the, the comedy. But other than that, um, that's really it. It was kind of, it's kind of a shocker for me considering it was, it just seemed to keep building up to this like pinnacle of, uh, like, you know, a shit show. And then it, and then, and then we have this, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Rick's tired. So I, I have something I want to put on the table here. It's been a Hit while me. since we've done one of these, but I just want to. I'm going to go into a little conspiracy corner. We're going to put on. Ooh, our, there we go. Put the tinfoil hats. hats on. Yeah, we'll get the tinfoil hats on here. And um, I, I, this is what I think, right? I All think right. Rick Fox and his business partners, being the absolute business moguls that they are, ele- like orchestrated this whole thing, made this whole big drama go on weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Then they settle out of court. It's not a real settlement. They're just building hype for this NBC comedy. Do you think like NBC is like the puppet master behind the scenes, being like, "The guys, this is what we're gonna do. This will, this is what will sell it." Esports real hot in the streets right now. Rick Fox, you're the hottest thing in the market. So let's create some drama. I you think that's what happened. You really think that's what happened? I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I just want to put it out there. Who knows? I mean, the timeline was going on forever, and it did wrap up all very quickly, right when they announced the show. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It was the week after they announced the show. That's true. Although the second or two weeks after, it was like mm-hmm. one of the two. It was fairly recent. So maybe there's some validity to your statement. Who knows? <laughs> maybe yeah. NBC is getting getting concerned with all these streaming platforms starting up. They're like, we need to do, we need to make this make this move. Yeah, and I feel a little bit bad because I think we willed some uh, evil presence into existence last week when we were joking about it. And we brought up, you know, Big Bang Theory and how how awful that is. And then shortly after, we found out that the person who does writing for that is in fact writing this show as well. No. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we, I. We, I we, didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Now you know. Uh, so it was our fault. We we willed it into existence. 
because we thought it would be so funny if if something was just terrible like that. And uh, now we get it. Now we get it twofold. Yeah, great. I, I think it could be actually kind of bad because, um, like we were talking about last week, it doesn't joke with the subject; it jokes down at the subject. So I'm a little bit worried. We're gonna get kind of like a like an esports comedy that's like, haha, like it's 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 video game athletes kind of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the, the entire thing's gonna be self-loathing, and that's gonna be like the is that oh you know, and like and that's the thing too. It's going to it's gonna create like I I don't know, man. Like Twitter got Twitter got real heated once they like these things started coming out of the woodwork because. You know, it was all the like, you know, the episode concepts and stuff like that. And it was like, Jerry, you can't say, you know, ex- insert explicit message here because that's what gamers do. Gamers are dumb. So like we like fellow esports goons, we are part of one of the most messed up communities in, the, you know, in the scope. We like, you know, we are in a bad group of people making making a show about us is not a good idea. No. We we are degenerates. No, we're gamers. You don't want to put gamers in the spotlight. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, don't let us have any sort of spotlight whatsoever because bad things will happen. But I mean, let's. I, I guess let's shift the tone a little bit um, because, like, with Andrew not here, you have me and you, which are are total doomers all the time about this kind of stuff. Perpetually, yeah. But yeah, this, there's no, there's no, there's no goodness. But this situation, right? Um, maybe with the show and Rick Fox uh, himself, like in the company he's going to do, what do you think is like a good path forward for, for all of it? Like what could come out of these couple weeks that you think like, okay, like I'm glad things moved on to like this position. I'm glad it's here now. And like, we're not back in the turmoil. Right. Um, I think, I think number one, I think Echo Fox as a brand should dissolve. I think that we should no longer see the Echo Fox brand because no matter, no matter how good that brand does, especially without Rick Fox in there, um, it's not. It's never gonna. It's never gonna shed the history. It's never gonna get rid of that. It's never gonna get rid of this gong show of you know lawsuits and everything like that. So I think number one, Echo Fox should dissolve as a brand. Uh, number two, I think Rick should do more research the next time he gets involved in something like this. Like I mean, that like, and he's the nice part about Rick Fox is that he's at least admitted that like I shot myself on the foot. I was so eager to do that. So. I mean, he's clearly got the experience now, but I don't know. I want him to see not taking as bold moves in the future, just if he is going to continue to do this. Uh, number three, I think I'd like to see them enter into a smaller esport beside before jumping right into League of Legends, Overwatch, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, you, like get your foot in the door, ease into it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like figure out how that how the machine works. And then, if you want to, at that point, jump into it. Because clearly, Rick Fox is a very charismatic character. He's, he cares very passionately about the sport, everything like that. Um, but like, I think he needs more experience with it, man. Buy a COD team. Everybody wants one. Do that. I don't know. So I, I, have, I have the play for him. I think. I think I have the Hit play me. for him. Um, so the play is, he should go into something very low to the ground, something that he can kind of fund himself. I think he should fund a Dota team. I think he should try to find a Dota squad that is already kind of squatted up and just needs like a big sponsor and he throws his new brand on top of it. Um, I think that'd be really interesting and I think Dota would be an interesting space for him um, just because it's, you know, it it is a MOBA but it's very different. Um, But I think that could be cool because that could be something a little bit low to the ground and also if you get the team up to the status of like doing well in TI, the return on that is insane, so... Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree that that's a that's a really good angle for this 
for him to kind of take. Um, chat suggested Rocket League as well, which would going to be a bad one. Yeah. Very a very wholesome, you know, esport. Um, now Sonic Fox is still under the Echo Fox name, is he not? Yes, he's still under the name, which I think makes sense, sort of. So. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. It makes sense for an FGC player because a lot of times the company doesn't really compensate them a lot. Usually it's like paying for hotels and travel and stuff like that. So with it being the not like hot season for FGC stuff going on right now, I wonder if he's kind of just coasting on, on Echo Fox or if maybe Echo Fox is just kind of like giving him the company card to expense these things and like they're just not paying attention. Yeah, and like I mean, so the reason I asked that is because that's another angle Rick Fox could take as well. Clearly, yeah. to maintain Sonic Fox, he's had a good relationship with him. So why not take Sonic Fox as like you know you you start as a private you know you have your your one character you represent and then and he's a huge name right like I mean Sonic Fox is the guy right now. Of course, he's going to have to probably compete with people like it wouldn't surprise me like bigger names like Liquid and Cloud Nine start looking at Sonic Fox and be like that's somebody who's marketable. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they like that stuff, right? Um, but yeah, no, I think all those angles are pretty, they're realistic. And I like that. I like that idea that, you know, he does this into stuff that is, you know, it's not, you're not buying a franchising spot. You're representing a team or a character or something like that. And you go from there. Yeah. And I think that would be really good because that fits his personality, you know, like he, he can then get really involved into it, you know? So like, say if he picks up a couple of FGC people, I could see them making videos and putting out videos of like Rick Fox hanging out with a bunch of FGC people, just like. I don't know, like in their like little, little like training area, just like them teaching him like how to tech throws or something like that, like something silly. <laughs> well, yeah, well that was just it. That was that was half the appeal of him on Echo Fox yeah. when he had that as entity. When they had the original roster, there was videos of him and like the league team flying back and forth when they actually made their playoffs run and everything like that. He was at every game. Like, I mean, the dude is involved. So I mean, he like, and I don't think any of it is malicious, and I don't think there's any ill intent towards like how he actually interacts and presents yeah. himself i mean if, if he's got business moves in the background i mean that's a he's a businessman right like i'm not as surprised by that mm -hmm. but i mean the dude puts a genuine face forward yeah get him in the fgc and let him actually you know meme around with the boys i think it'd be great i think it'd be great for the sport too yeah i mean that is like i i think that's kind of his job to do that as well because yeah he has the money but also he's a celebrity you know there's a ton of like vcs back there that have like countless dollars but no one knows who they are and no one cares um, but he is a he's a public face like he's he, he's a he's a big name and so when he's doing things around all this people pay attention not only people in esports but like people outside of esports people in uh, traditional sports look in at Rick Fox and see what he's doing and going oh like he's getting in the league that's cool yeah and it, like and Rick is kind of weird to me because I'm surprised no other big people have like I don't know maybe the interest just in there like we all know Shaq is a part owner of NRG. Like, why hasn't he made this move? Like, Shaq is a big character as well. He's better known than Rick Fox. Why don't, like, you know, it makes me curious why, maybe it is the, just the passion with Rick, and maybe that's why, you know, you can constantly feel like there's no ill will. Like, you know he's genuine because he's the only one doing it. Yeah, it does seem really strange to me because, like, um, take Drake, for example. Like, you remember back when he was playing with Ninja and stuff. Like, imagine, yep. what if he picked up, like, a squad um, for Fortnite, and, like, very often he just, like, you know, squatted up with them every once in a while and, like, played with them, but also funded their team. Like, imagine what yeah. that would have looked like, the popularity of that team on how it would have been blown up because of that. Like, if an owner well, like yeah. that takes that kind of, like, initiative and, like, really integrates their brand 
with you know their their company's brand and like these these athletes like that'd be crazy right yeah no I, i'm really surprised more people haven't taken an angle to it because you're tapping into a market that might not be necessarily associated with what you do drake is a huge name yes absolutely but i don't listen to drake and like we're both canadian right like i mean like he like like i mean but usually there's some solidarity in that right but i mean like if, if again if drake was like I'm going to I'm going to touch I'm going to dip my feet in esports. I'm going to pick up a squad or I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to be closely associated with a team or something like that, you know what I mean? Like kind of like he is with Nade Shot like a little bit. Yeah. Like I mean, cuz I think I, like in the 100 Thieves roster like he's or not the roster but like the website, he's listed as an associate with them. I think he's an investor or a part-time investor, right? Yeah. But it, but if he put more face time into that, man, like I feel like that would even increase the 100 Thieves brand even more. Like imagine if he went on their podcast yeah dude like yeah do like one episode a month and everybody will eat that shit up mm-hmm. oh dude why are we like like we always say andrew's the marketing exactly <laughs> i was, like, I was we, just gonna say that like you know just us picking up andrew's spot and he's not even here exactly right he's living vicariously through us right now <laughs> that's what's happening we're carrying on his spirit exactly um but yeah so i actually just want to let's let's shift gears unless you have anything else to talk about with that Nah, not yeah, no, not really. No, I'm, 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 ha- I'm happy. Okay. I'm happy with how we wrap. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go over to like maybe some more marketing talk. It's gonna be like a marketing heavy and branding heavy episode, but without Andrew. <laughs> yeah, because we're the we're yeah. the two that should be here for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so another big pickup by Mixer. So uh, during this past week, Mixer Mixer picked up Shroud. Um, obviously, everyone knows Shroud big fps player um for streaming and they also picked up a smaller uh, streamer as well i believe like today um but i wanted to bring this up not not because of like more big names going to uh, mixer but i wanted to talk about specifically what do you think about events and mixer picking up potential events because i want to look at this through like the esports angle rather than course, just like yeah. a streaming angle but through the esports lens do you think Mixer could be picking up like any big tournaments or like any big things to drive the esports crowd to Mixer? I think honestly, I think they should. Like, I mean, this like I think, and I think they could get away with it too, because, um, the, 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 of course, like the the conversation associated with Ninja and Shroud both going over is they're going for the money, and they're they're you know once their contract's done, it's done. Get something sustainable. Get get a league over there. Get something that's going to stay there for like you know. Like have like an exclusive rights contract that you know you're gonna have some growth and some sustainability over there. Where instead of just paying two big names a, a metric ton of money and just like you know and then having it fizzle out later and hoping that you kind of you know the hook kind of catches the worm. You know what I mean? Or the you know some fishing analogy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think I think actually picking up in a, like events like I'm not gonna sit here and say the LCS, but I mean we constantly talk about how dota is not really well promoted like i mean it's and i mean it, and it's the loved version of valve same thing with csgo like i mean if mixer picks up valve and is like hey, yo we're gonna promote and stream your events boom like that i think that would be massive for the brand yeah because because then you then everybody knows oh i'm going to watch csgo and dota i'm going to mixer i don't have to sift through anything it's and like i mean there's not a ton of stuff over on mixer it's gonna be right at the top everybody's gonna know about mm-hmm. it right and they can promote it everywhere so so, I think that's. I think it would be smarter, honestly. Yeah. So the one issue I saw with this is every time we've talked about this, but through the angle of oh, Facebook Live has picked up this, or you know, Twitter, Twitter Live, or whatever, you know, ESL has gone to Facebook Live, 
we've always like thrown it down and said that was awful and how much it sucks so do you think we like when we have the same reaction if we were like oh the overwatch league is going to be on mixer now like we'd be like wait what no we i don't think we will because <laughs> hilarious enough ninja and shroud are already there i think that is the big difference between facebook live twitter live everything like that they already gripped on to people that you know are familiar to the community and if then they pick up like like if esl goes there or something like that um everybody feels a little more reassured plus mixer like i mean they do have esports over there already that's where they do their that's where all the gears coverage is most of the time um but i think that's the only reason we wouldn't shit on it as much i'm sure it still would get some heat but I don't think it would, again, it's not to the point of Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, so I think it would still get heat, but I was mostly setting that up um, to bring in a new suggestion. A new suggestion I think would be best for everyone, right? What if Mixer okay. took the initiative to not only try to bring in eSport there, but kind of create their own league maybe, or maybe create their own tournament series and have something new and unique on, on Mixer? Um, so this might be a new Dota major. It might be a new Gears major, a new Siege major, like something new that is, um, you know, brought to Mixer. I think that would feel really good because it's kind of a show of good faith. It's not, we're just buying up a tournament and putting on our platform. It's, we're investing into this eSport and we're trying to help promote others to bring it onto our site. I think I think it would be a good angle. I, I think it would be, it's also a first, right? Because, like, I mean, it's not like Twitch does anything like that. Yeah, Everybody just goes to Twitch. Yeah, like Twitch Rivals. I mean, Twitch Rivals Twitch is, is a little different, but it, it is a tournament series put on by Twitch. It is a tournament series. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's a, I'd call it a celebrity tournament series, if anything. But, I mean, like, yeah. to, put, to, put, to fund something, like, legitimate, like, yeah, I think that would, like, and the, the shitty part is, too, is, like, where we already have the Overwatch League and the LCS or, like, you know, any League of Legends whatsoever like those kind of those are already fixated and finite because the game has already established the leagues itself and going outside of that would be like you know third party the amateur but I th- again going back to csgo and dota anybody who uses the major minor format mm-hmm. do it man like i mean like again i think it's another huge untapped market right where it's going to bring hype to mixer it's going to bring hype to the esport and then yeah like you said it's a sign of good faith that both parties are mutually investing in each other yeah i know i think i think it's going to be some interesting moves for mixer coming up um, in the future for sure is there anything that you want to touch upon on this anymore um i've recently started i actually i i tuned into shroud when he moved over to mixer mm-hmm. and i like their interface <laughs> i think i might like it more than twitch's really? like yeah even though we are like twitch don't don't worry we're not going anywhere yet but i mean like all 10 of our viewers like and like we're not like i i do find that it's i find it's a little more polished it's a little more cleaner I'm not too sure why. Maybe I haven't spent enough time with it to be like, okay, this is an issue, this is an issue, this is an issue, where I am quite familiar with Twitch. But I don't know. I think it would be more, if they if they kind of like improve upon the Twitch model, I think they'd be a better platform, more or less. Yeah, I'm not too I, sure. I definitely think they need the, um, the feature model. Like, they need to put a feature there that's really amazing to really grip people. Because right now I go to mm-hmm. Twitch, and it just works, and it feels like home. Yeah, exactly. that's just it. I don't want to go and like <laughs> watching a streaming, watching any sort of stream anywhere else just feels like weird and like, yeah. you know, alien, right? Like I've watched YouTube streamers sometimes. I'm like, I I feel like I should be listening to chill hop, chill hip hop beats in the background, not actually like watching a stream. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like, exactly. Because like you wouldn't like I would sit down and I would open up a YouTube video, like a magic video and watch it for like two hours on one of my monitors. 
but tell me to do that on daily motion or something like that Ugh, no never because yeah. <laughs> even though it's the same content i would never do that because it youtube like that feels like home and just like twitch and i mean obviously there's some barriers to break down to get people into mixer and to you know change things up like that a little bit but i don't know i think they definitely need to put something really good into it to to make it unique and i mean i think the the approach that they're doing on bringing big streamers over to kind of um even out the market a little bit because i i think what their plan is is you know you know ninja goes live and then whenever he stops streaming those viewers have to go somewhere they're all like it, like some of them will leave the site but some of them will also stay on the site and, and trickle into other other categories and like other fortnite streamers so I think they're taking that approach, but they need, like, a, a real, like, driving factor. Like, they need that... Th like, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but they need that thing to get, like, us over there or other small streamers or even other big streamers there on their own accord rather than contracts. Yeah, definitely, because that's the thing. Contracts contracts end. They expire, and then the person's, you know, free to go back to the place that made them, which is... Tw it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. They Like, they do need that thing that breaks the barrier we just don't i don't know what it is yet maybe it is an esports league maybe it is something more you know smaller streamer friendly who knows yeah but i guess we'll find out anything else left with this topic no i'm ready to talk about some more branding though are you yeah tell us tell us about tell us about some more branding james yeah so as a lot of people know um, because it's been more or less forced down your throat, either by your Overwatch team or you know other other forms of uh, esports. The the COD esports scene is starting to flare up. Um, franchising is now out um, for a, a lot of teams that are still in that realm of not using branding, but it's you know it's like COD Florida, COD wherever, COD Atlanta, stuff like that, right? Recently, and I specifically took this team because you know um, seeing anything coming to Canada that's good is always great. Um, especially for me, um, and the Toronto Ultra released their branding video as long as it went well with their colors, some of their personalities, and everything like that. And I was like, I was thrilled. I was so happy to see somebody doing something that is not super generic, it's not super, you know, edgy. It's not toxic. It's not nothing. These guys put a a promo video that's very watchdog s. It's very you know very flashy, very. A uh, bunch of colors going like you know opening new screens, all that stuff like that. Very you know uh, everything you know techie related, but um, you know it still had this really big message of positivity, and that seemed to be their their big like their big selling point was like that they're not like they're not like this team that's just you know they're not like phase clan or you know like optic they're like no like we want we're like you know we want to come out here we want to play games and we want to win and we want to have fun doing it, and that seems to be Toronto Ultra's like big message and i was like damn man like this is this is refreshing this is nice is it a little pg oriented maybe but i mean i don't i don't care man this is this is this is new or old and so old it's become new yeah i i like it i, I like that angle of where it's like a little bit more pg because like defiant came out and they felt like weirdly edgy like trying to be like at the beginning like yeah like, like forcefully edgy right like yeah and so like i i guess them to take this different angle for it i i, I think it's cool i like it yeah and like i, I to me uh, the, the big reason why i brought it up because where we usually don't talk about like individual branding and stuff like that or we do like rapid fire stuff with like you know like we did last week with naming and stuff like that to me this i feel like this just felt relevant enough to bring up being like we haven't seen this in ages we haven't seen a, a, like a team that's in a game that is like, like explicitly killing each 
go for that positivity angle of their of their viewers and their fans and everything like that. Plus, they pick the colors of purple and white, which like you know anybody who's a Gladiator fan already knows that looks like already knows it's a good color, like a good color. And the Ultra, I mean, now that I know their their message and their branding behind it, not a bad name either. Yeah, no, no, it's a good name, except for the fact that I tried to Google Toronto Ultra and it was direct me to the Ultra Mar- Ultra Marathon. Um, oh, yeah, that might be a bit of an issue. <laughs> no, but besides, that, I mean, it, it, I think it's a solid name. It's definitely not. I, I don't want to say it's a generic name, but it, it it it's it's like a step above generic of where it's like nice, safe, solid, and it's not like anything too wild. Like De- Defiant, I think Defiant is in the same kind of realm as Ultra of where it's like. Oh no, that's a name. That's a team name. Like I, I can see it. Um, it's nothing yeah. crazy like the mutineers or anything like that. But it's it's solid. Or the subliners, like you know stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like it's just like, yeah, it's not it's not out it's not too outside of left field. It's nice in that safe zone. That's like, but it's not like they're I don't know the Falcons or some shit. Like anything <laughs> that's associated with like you know generic sports where you get these very you know like the Jets and the and the packers and stuff like that right i get those they usually have historic names but you got to remember too these guys are trying to make something historic from this right so you got to pick something that you know has like you know i don't know has it has the ability to become something historic not the goddamn mutiny i don't know they're gonna be there i don't know man they're gonna be a new tampa bay bucks and it's just like everybody's just gonna be like oh man what a like what a team i don't know and they're gonna take forever to get their branding sort um, so what do you think about the whole, um, I guess like, you know, PG positive angle in esports? Because, um, a lot of times of where I've seen esports, it's either you're a team, you do what you do and that's it. Or if like a team injects personality into it, it always has to have this little bit of edge to it. I mean, the first thing I, I remember is evil geniuses back in the Starcraft day days, they were like the edgy team, you know, it was like evil genius. Like, like they had like, uh, like what, what was his name? I can't even remember his name. It was like Jinro and like some other dude. And they were like, like, yo, what's up? Like the edgy dudes. Um, and I, I think <laughs> like, you, the, like your mom would like shun on you if she caught you like so. Yeah, Idra. Idra was his name. Like he was, Idra, yeah, yeah, he would like bad mouth people. And it's like, what, what, like, do you think this is like something that's going to catch on? Like, do you think more teams should be doing this? Because I, I like this. I think this is really cool because having that like positive vibe to to your team like having your personality be like, oh, like let's go out there, let's play, let's put on a really good game, and and like let's work hard. I like that. I think that's really cool. So I'm, despite the fact that I was stoked that it happened, and everything like that, this has a huge potential to blow back in the team's face because if they are toxic in any of the any of their players, any of their staff, anything like that, it blows back in their face immediately. And I think that's why we don't see a lot of teams not take that approach mm-hmm. because, as mentioned previously we're gamers and we're degenerates we should not be put in the spot so yeah you know i mean we we call our fans goons like that can't be a good thing either right like so i think that's a big issue or a big reason why people shy away from the idea um now that being said if they execute it properly i think it's a great thing i think we probably need more of it the problem is is like i said the community historically isn't positive i mean that was used to be ninja's thing Everybody used to love Ninja because he was a PG streamer and stuff like that. And then we get one or two slips of something that should not be in there. And, you know, the whole thing goes to shit, right? So, yeah. I think, I think, I think if it works, uh, I think if everybody stays on brand, hell yeah, that's great. It's perfect. You're going to, you know, 
you might get more kids to get away with purchasing an M-rated game before they're actually 17, um, <laughs> just because of your branding alone. But other than that, I think it's it's a it's a, it's, it's a really weirdly ballsy move. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like it it shouldn't say it shouldn't be weird for me to say being a PG team is a ballsy move, but it is. So so what what you're saying is, being PG and positive is the new edgy. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> Holy shit! Everything's come full circle. The, the five head take, I love it. Oh, it's yeah, it's I good. Mean, I, I don't know how else to sell it. I guess. <laughs> um, but no, ho- I mean, hopefully it'll have a little bit of impact because like we're all doomers. We're all just doomers. So it, it would be good to see something in like you know the FPS scene that's actually like positive and stuff like that. So yeah, and like I mean, again, historically too, the FPS scene is one of the most toxic. You know what I mean? Like oh yes, CS:GO. Yeah, like, I mean, even going back to my, my interview with Colin McNeil, like, I mean, that's what he was like, yo, like, the CSO guys, like, they, they go at each other's throats, right? And even Rainbow Six, they do it, too. I mean, we we had we had uh, the guys from G2 call it Golden Boy during his interview. Like, I mean, like, that is just, like, that's so offside. Instead of, like, you know, it's the most, and of course, it's the most Canadian thing to do to pick the PG team. But, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> If it, I guarantee you, if it was a COD team and it was an ultra player, if they're staying on brand, they'd be like, oh, man, sorry, you know, but I'm not actually that player. I'm somebody else. And, you know, apologize for it, right? Mm-hmm. As us Canadians do. Yeah, the but, Canadian uh, player would apologize to him. <laughs> apologize to him for screwing up his name, yeah. right? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how it goes, right? So, yeah, no. Huh. So does this mean another jersey uh, in the in the wardrobe? Closet? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think, I think that, like... I think the branding sold me on it alone. Now, whether or not the record's abysmal or not, I don't think I'm going to care too much as long as, again, they stay on brand. If they burn that brand, I think I'm going to like hang around for a season and be like, do I do it and see if they actually execute it properly and then go from there? Uh, but yeah, Toronto Ultra, if you if you execute this properly, if you execute your PG plan properly, you get a jersey. <laughs> you got some money coming your way. Yeah, you can just always pull the James special, just waiting until uh, their jersey goes on sale, buying it, and then immediately going to a different team. Yeah, we could do that too, because that's a, that is that's a, that's a very me thing. I have my reasons for that. I have my I, <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you want to touch upon on this? Uh, no. Toronto Ultra, just keep it up. Keep doing what you. All right, so we'll go and hit the, the midpoint of the show, and uh, that means it's time to talk about Twitch Prime. If you got Twitch Prime, if you got Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. Don't forget to subscribe to us because you do, you can do it for free. You have it. Just give it to us for free. You're taking money away from Jeff Bezos. Good idea. You're injecting money into a small a small stream. Good idea. You're giving it to us. We're just goons. We're gonna do goon stuff with it. Good idea. Yeah, I don't. There's no. I can't. I can't. Like I can't make a counterpoint to that whatsoever. Yeah. Andrew isn't here to make any sort of defense to that whatsoever. So we win. Like yeah. this. Andrew, Andrew is screaming right now. Like he just he can like feel it in his bones. Like he's in a cold sweat. He's just like they're do- they're doing the ad read wrong. They're not doing it right. He's bashing Jeff Bezos. I know he's doing it. <laughs> um, but no, like seriously, it means a lot. Um, whenever you support us in any way, whether it be giving us a Twitch Prime, giving us a follow, or even just like retweeting any of the stuff that we do. Because uh, this is like a small stream, and uh, we, we, we do love everyone in our community, and you guys always help us out, so thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah, but, everything Dylan said. 
let's let's go over and and James, I, James, you got a, you got a lot of topics to to lead off with us tonight. I know, dude. I know. Well, this is what happens when Andrew's not here, right? I just get like free reign, and then it becomes like it's it, it's basically I'm like on a soapbox right now. I just talk. No, I love it though. I I love when you go off on the topic. So give give us another oh, one, Jesus. James. Yeah. So the final topic that I'm going to be leading tonight is the fact that Faker eclipsed 100 international wins, which is I think the closest player behind him is actually Wolf, his former teammate, who was around the 77 mark. So that means no other player has been consistent throughout their career as much as Faker and the team that's built around him as well. So that not only speaks to Faker himself, but the SKT lineage, that they've actually made it to international tournaments that often. They've actually accumulated that many wins. And the two closest players are Wolf and Bang, who are his ex-teammates. So, like, like... Okay, a little bit of a story rant, a little bit of a story time right now to kind of associate with the faker thing. So recently, I watched League of Legends Origins Netflix documentary with my parents. So my parents have always been super supportive of basically anything I've done, um, including this wacky esports shit that they're still trying to wrap their head around. Um, By the time we were done watching the faker segment on when they got dethroned by Samsung Galaxy and the still of faker crying, like in his chair my mom was like physically like she was actually like there was an emotional reaction from that which i was like holy shit holy shit boys we did it we broke through there's a the barrier has been broken and then she was stoked to find out that skt is playing g2 on november 3rd like the, the the history and the attention of faker like eclipses everything and i think the fact that he is the, the first player to not only do stuff like this but also eclipse 101 wins or 100 wins and then go further um, you know, just speaks to how crazy this character, like this person is, man. And I think stuff like this should be closer paid attention to, and people should strive to develop a player like this. Faker, of course, is a god mechanically. We all know this, but he's also a franchise person. He's been he's been quoted numerous times. I'm not going to play anywhere else. China's trying to throw money at him up the Yang when they, you know, the Korean exodus happened. Um, but he didn't leave. He stayed in he stayed in Korea. And I think more rosters should look at stuff like this because you will have people like faker isn't a god because he's korean or because he's stuck with skt he you know he there it's a mutual relationship amongst the two like between the two entities and i think more regions and more players need to look at this and more like more organizations need to look at this and be like invest in somebody because they're going to invest in you and that's exactly what skt and faker have done and i think that needs to happen more yeah i mean just like his legacy is just so strong that like even for me, I, I don't keep up with League that much. I know who Faker is. I know he's the god of League. Like, I know he's the best League player. And I think that really says something. And, and, and it, like, his story is so interesting. And you definitely, I think, hit the nail on the head with that is there needs to be more franchise heroes out there. And not saying that a franchise is always a single person. Because, uh, uh, you know, SK, is SKT still? SK, SK Telecom T1, yeah. Wait, so it's still SK Telecom T1, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're now their their branding is now T1. Oh, so is T1. what they've gone to now. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, gone to yeah. T1 now. But you know, they're they're like a historic team too. Like I used to follow them back in StarCraft. They had an amazing team then, and they keep building upon it. And they're they're more than just Faker, but like obviously he still holds a lot of like. Um, like the prestige within within that franchise so i you know you, you you totally got it right and i think a lot of teams should be doing this with a lot of different players because 
you know you you want people to really latch onto a franchise and i think we see a lot of parallels with overwatch right now of where i mean like parallels in that overwatch is doing this in the wrong way kind of of where everyone's leaving their teams and so now you have a lot of fans like i know andrew for example um i don't want to speak too much for him but i know he's been like bringing this up quite often that everyone left valiant and so now he feels like kind of lost because like no like there's nothing really to ground him to the franchise that much anymore so it's like what's the point and i think you know the same thing can be said for a lot of other esports teams is you need you need your fans to be grounded to the teams they need to be able to look to the teams and like see players that they love that they they they, they want to you know root for all the time and you know they, they they do need to put down the the money on some of these players for sure yeah and this and I, like i mean we even talked about this at the beginning of the show when we were talking about like you know jerseys and new players going to overwatch teams and stuff like that is like you want to wait for the dust to settle you know what i mean like i was really quick to jump on the you know the apply train when he was with florida and then he was he was gone within like three months because like they nobody wants to even nobody even wants to commit to that time to invest in anybody and it seems to be really big in the overwatch league not so much in league now that like you know that we've talked about it because tsm has bjergsen CLG for the longest time had Hotshot, and even when he wasn't a player, he was still part of the company. So you still latched on to that, and you had that person associated with it, right? Um, Fnatic has Reckless, and it had Expeke and stuff like that. But again, like I shouldn't like it's like I mean I like I'm basically counting these teams on one hand, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like you should have teams that are just like you know invest in players and invest like I mean even if you make a poor investment, people are still going to be like, no, I'm sticking by this person and you know this team. So yeah, I really hope to see, I hope to see the Overwatch League kind of get their shit together. CS:GO seems to be doing a pretty good job of it, from what I understand. Every team really like they're another one who have really uh, like recognized. Okay, we have a historic player. We have you know like people are associating one and the other, right? So and like I mean like even when you were talking about uh, the StarCraft days, like Boxer was not was yeah. SKT's like. He was their front man. He was their guy, right? Yeah. It, I don't know. I think SK. Maybe it's just SKT knows exactly what they're doing. Well, I I think that's also just because like they they do have their roots in like old Korean esports of where like they were there since like the beginning, so they kind of knew what to do with their team before a lot of other people did, and I think that definitely is even showing now that like companies have been around forever. It's just like uh, Team Liquid of where Team Liquid like you know they have their up years and down years, but like as a team they know what to do. Like 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 they know what they're doing. They 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 make mistakes, but they're not making like franchise ending mistakes. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, like the, the 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 organization itself is like again storied and successful, right? Even if they're not having like international success in all of their teams, they're still you know they're making to international events. You know they are a huge name. Team Liquid's like, has to be like as far as like brand recognition, they're up there with SKT, right? They're up there with Fnatic. They're up there with Cloud Nine, right? Yeah. So the one thing I would say is I wonder if this is an issue with just esports in general and people just wanting to switch players out to kind of get the quick wins. You know, they need to get results, so they want to win, so they're just going to get the best players that they can immediately. Um, if it, that's the case, or maybe it's also the case that they don't have the the team structure that a lot of large traditional sports has. You know, baseball team, right? Has how many people? Like tons of people. And football I don't know. Teams. Yeah, like football a lot. teams have tons of people, and a lot. You you have rosters so big that sometimes you're just on the you're like you're not playing. Yeah, you're okay. you're you're on the bench, right? Yeah, yeah, you're or you're reserve, right? Like yeah, that's... and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you have so many players that you're able to 
really bring people on and try to bring them up and really invest into these players and see where they can go um, rather than I have six slots and I'm going to choose six people and maybe a sub and just, I guess, go for there. Um, so I, I yeah. wonder if that's the case of where maybe there's just like not enough room in an esports team to really like have those opportunities really come up of where you can, you know, really bring people on and invest into them. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point because again, you like we're just seeing like academy teams now in sister teams and stuff like that. Those have kind of been there, but I mean, like you're not really developing people there. You're just putting another squad out there and hopefully developing those five players. Not like, okay, I'm going to invest in all these individuals and see what we can do and see what we can make of them. Um, I think it is an esports problem. I think you're right there. The other thing is too is the shelf life of players too, man. You only have a couple years as a pro. To really go from like you know to unrefined, mechanically gifted to macro god and you know and everything else, right? Yeah. So I think it's you know it's a problem that's kind of twofold. And then Faker is like mechanically insane. We all know this. We everything like that. So I do believe he is a bit of an outlier, but I don't think he needs to be. I don't think that like you know because he's so mechanically gifted needs to it needs to make him an outlier, right? So you know, make, you know, try and invest in people to become like that or become something like that. I would be totally okay with seeing a, t- a player who, you know, doesn't win nearly as much, but at least as, you know, it's been consistent with the same team on that list. You know what I mean? Like, I know the list is basically ranked on international wins, but I'd like to see people from not just SKT on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like SKT and Imp, and, or not Imp, sorry, Uzi. Like guys who again are like a franchise player, right? Like we should see more of that, and it's just I feel like every other region except for uh, for Korea and China don't like that they can't duplicate it, and so they, then you get this revolving door, right? Yeah. Which isn't which isn't fair to the players. I don't think I think they need to really do something else. Yeah, it's it is definitely a tricky spot, and like you were saying about like the shelf life of players, it's you know really expected that people come into the game at you know a baseline of skill um you know i wouldn't really expect a league player to come into you know like the lcs and go from here to here mechanically i would expect them to go from here to here in every other area like learning how to be a better teammate learning how to be like cool under pressure and all that thing that brings their game up but their baseline skill of like you know their 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 micro and all that should be relatively the same i mean um you you need to come in at a certain level, right? Well, it's just it. Like this skill that that skill ceiling is already defined because of the level of the play. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work on everything else around that, you know, and maintain that, uh, and you know, and also work on the things that do affect that, right? Like like mm-hmm. you said, like staying cool under pressure and stuff like that. Yeah, like I mean, like, if you're bringing in these really skilled players, like there should be no reason why you can't work on that other stuff, right? Yeah. Like invest one to two years on a player you know what i mean like don't like especially when we're in a franchising model now where you're not going to get relegated yeah why the fuck not yeah but do you have anything else left on this topic that you want to touch upon no i'm done like talking myself hoarse at this point because i feel like (laughs) i i feel like if anybody listens to this episode then you're like man james is not shut the fuck up so no people are gonna listen to this episode and they're going hell yeah this is the james episode i'm ready to dive into this one there we go. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the case. We'll, we'll market it but as you, that. You need to you, save your voice for this last one 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce it, but you know I want I want to get your thoughts on it too. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna run through all this because this is this is the this is the big meat. This is the stake of the episode. We're getting Overwatch two. It's been leaked, um, and it was it was it was heard from sources um, from ESPN Esports, which they said it was like ESPN Esports made an article about it. It was just Slasher. Like I clicked on it, slasher, and it was like yeah. written by like Rod, uh, whatever his name is, but Slasher. And I was like, oh no, like Slasher just wrote this. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, sources have been saying um, that this weekend coming up on BlizzCon, which I'm sure our next episode is just going to be all about BlizzCon. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Overwatch Two has been kind of announced. So there was like a leaked image of a Lucio who, a different looking Lucio, as in like he looks. A little bit different, like a like, like a slight redesign, I would say. Um, he looks good, though. Maybe older, maybe yeah, maybe, maybe a little older. Old. I think older is the perfect uh, perfect word for that. Um, but it just says Overwatch, and it has like if anyone's ever seen Half Life Two on how it's like a orange like border, and like the little two comes out, it looks exactly like that. Um, but yeah, so apparently we're gonna get Overwatch Two. The big news for it is that there is going to be a four player PVE. Um, a big experience in this Overwatch 2 is going to be the PvE. They're going to be focusing on that kind of single player, like single player as in just not PvP. Um, there's going to be a new mode called Push, and sources are saying that Echo is going to be the next hero that comes out. Um, whether that be in Overwatch 2 or just Overwatch in general, Echo is coming. Echo is that like robot sort of android thing from the Ash um, cinematic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the so thing the, yeah, that's the, the the quick rundown of it. But now I just want to let's let's go into the topic of this. Um, I I think I brought this up on on Twitter, and I think a lot of other people brought this up as well. Overwatch Two seems weird that they're release Overwatch Two, but I think that's just probably a code name for like the add-on expansion, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be put into the game. Because no way they're releasing a separate thirty dollars game, right? They can't. There's no. There's no goddamn way. Where you're only using one new game mode, one, uh, you know, like one new character, and then PVE. Like people don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is a newsflash for you or not, Dylan or Goons. If you're listening, people don't play Overwatch for the PVE. We don't play it to you know fight. I would. I don't think if it was good. Would you? If if, I'm actually really excited about the PVE because I want them to put. Um, real good like a lot of effort into it because like the pve now was like eh, it's like so so but if they really put time and work into it and made the pve interesting rather than just like oh you're fighting a bunch of bots like coming in waves or whatever like but if, if, if they actually made it a true pve experience that would be so cool i actually would really like that I think if we get story elements to it and yes. character development, that'd yes. be great. I think that's how you. I think that's how you execute it properly, on top of doing it mechanically properly and stuff like that. But I, Dylan, I have zero goddamn faith in Blizzard right now. I think this is going to be. I think it's not one. It's not going to be an expansion. It's going to be its own separate entity. You think it Two, is? Two, they're not going to do it. I, I, dude, I like. I don't know anymore. I don't like. What do you want from me in Blizzard anymore, dude? <laughs> what do you want? I'm playing a game that was released 15 years ago, and that is the best thing they've done. <laughs> like, yeah, I have no faith in this goddamn company anymore, man. I'm playing the product that they initially put out, and that was the good thing. And now I don't want to go anywhere else. So, like, it's, it's I dude, it's tough. I mean, I really hope that because what 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 I think the ideal for this right is that they go 
well, obviously the ideal is they say it's going it's going to be free. We're just releasing and it, it's free, which it's they better. There's no way that they're releasing it for free <laughs> because it's Blizzard. Um, but I really would like the PVE experience, and I think in introducing some new game modes like push, um, I'm trying to think of what that could be. Um, maybe it's like a tug of war kind of mode of where you have like one thing, uh, like like a like a track, and you're trying to push things along, and you have to. You push it this way, and the other team can clear and push the other way or something. Because shouldn't be called push pull at that point. Like, yeah, I guess I'm just I'm spitballing ideas of what it could be. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity to really update the game in a lot of different ways. And when I say that, I mean kind of what they did with Dota Three, as they called it. It was a big patch to Dota Two a couple years ago at this point, of where they changed the map around. They added a ton of new heroes all at once. Like they did, they did a ton of different things, um, and they kind of got the opportunity to tweak a lot at once. And I think that's what they really need to do with Overwatch too. They need to tweak major things, I think. And I think this is the opportunity to open the doors for that, because obviously, if you were just like, I don't know, um, the mechanic, like I, something that would change the game mechanically severely. Um, you know, maybe even change maps around completely. I think that would be weird to do right now. But if you package it in with this Overwatch 2, I think it would be, you know, the right time to do that. And I think Overwatch needs that a lot. I think a lot of people are, I don't want to say uh, sick of the game, um, but people aren't really super happy on where the game is right now. Um, it's it, it's like uh, maybe better than GOATS. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> Um, I know that's that's a tough call to say, but I, pe- people aren't excited as they used to be about Overwatch in terms of like actually sitting down and playing the game. People like the Overwatch League, um, you know, eh, maybe less than initially just because the viewers. But I, I, I think something big needs to be done. Something big needs to change with the game. Well, the thing is too is like how do they how the how does this cross over to the overwatch league right like i mean i think the expansion you know mechanic or not the mechanic like the the revamp that you're kind of talking about i think is the only way they do it safely i think that's the only way they they cross this bridge safely but i don't again i don't have faith in faith in blizzard to do this properly like i don't i like i don't i think they're gonna i think they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot um i I, I think it, I think you're right. They do need to do things to remedy the game, to make it a better viewing experience, to make people want to play it again, get excited about it again. And I think I think story elements for a non esports angle would be great. Yeah. Um. I think mechanically reworks and you know big revamps that were done properly would make things better for a viewer from a viewer standpoint and probably from a player standpoint too. I've seen more than enough players complaining about like fuck climbing that ladder because that sucks. That's a bad time right now, right? So, I think, yeah, I think it needs to happen. But the problem is, like Dylan, I just don't think Blizzard slash Activision is going to do that. I don't think they're going to think they're going to think with their wallets and, and not their hearts. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> that's definitely true because when Overwatch was when it first came out, it's like a thirty dollar game. You buy it once and you get everything. That's ideal. Like that's the ideal scenario. Like that's awesome. Like. You, you don't have to worry about buying heroes. You just, like, buy the game, you play it. Like, you get it on, like, a weekend that it's on sale or something. Like, that's even better. But the fact that they might be adding in another barrier to entry really kind of sucks. Because then it's like, okay, well, if you want to play the game, do you have to get Overwatch 
and then buy the expansion do you have to buy the expansion and then is it separate like it it just becomes this whole big thing of where like the original model of where it was buy it and you have it forever is now kind of not true so is this a way for activision to get around that because that's what they said they said you buy the game you're gonna get all the heroes for free in the future is this a way to get around it of where it's a different game so you have to spend more money on it like I, I, I am very worried because it is Activision Blizzard now, and obviously I, it, it feels like we've been we've been hating on them for the past year straight. For rightfully so, <laughs> yeah. rightfully so, because they deserve it because they just keep messing up at every point. Um, but it it feels it feels scary because it could be a trap. I feel like I feel like it like it could be something bad coming. It could be something amazing and awesome, but it could be bad. So historically. Blizzard has always been big on expansions. They've done it with pretty much every game that they've they've ever released, even before the Activision merger, right? Like, I mean, I bought, goddamn, I don't know how many copies of every expansion. You know, I bought every expansion for World of Warcraft. I bought every expansion, like, I mean, StarCraft and Brood War. Like, I mean, they, they've always done this. This has always been their model. I think the problem is, is that their history currently has made us terrified of what it might become. Historically, it never was an issue. We didn't care, man. Yeah, that's true. Expansion. Like, who gives a shit, right? Um, like it's more, it's more content for us to like, not only to enjoy ourselves, but to enjoy competitively as well, like in an esports scope. Uh, but now dude, we just got our guard up because we're like, what are they going to do to really screw everything over? Right. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess I had my reservations. Cause I, you know, I completely even forgot about Starcraft two of how like it was three games basically and you had a buy, it was and you had to buy all of them but it was awesome because we we're like we get more campaign uh we get a bunch of updates and there's like new units and like this is sick but like when yeah when overwatch brings up something that like they'd even announce that that's what it's going to be like but when we just they, speculate <laughs> yeah. we speculate it might be like that and we're just terrified of it because they've been dropping the ball left and right so the, yeah so i think it's it's two things one they've dropped the ball left and right but, and, but they're still giving us exactly what Blizzard has given us historically, so everybody's terrified. And two, you got to look at the competition, man. Look, like, you going back to last week, Riot dropped a bomb on everybody where they're yeah. like, dude, we're not, you know, we're not, we're one, we're not going to make you pay for any of these goddamn games. And two, they're all going to be amazing because they're going to all have this, uh, like, horde of content that you don't have to pay for. And if you do want to play for aesthetic stuff, go ahead, whatever. That's always been our model. So that's the problem, too, is not only does has that model. Um, become vilified because of how the company acts. Um, the competition has basically looked at it and be like, "That's broken. We need to fix that. We're going to do this differently." So, I think I think it's really the fact that Blizzard has basically put themselves in a position where you got to do everything right, but you're most likely going to do something wrong. Yeah, I I I don't know, dude. It it definitely sucks because whenever a game gets released, now you have to look at. You have to look at the um, the profit like model that they're going for because no one releases a game now to have it out there and have people play it unless it's like a single player experience because obviously Riot makes all their money off of skins and champions because you have to buy the champions if you buy the skins they make a ton of money off of that. Do you really think Overwatch is raking in the money with loot boxes? Like I'm sure they're making okay amounts, but do you really think they're making like league money off of it? I don't th- yeah, I don't think it's comparable. I don't think by any by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like um, here's a the storm kind of loot box kind of deal of where it will bring in money and it's probably worth it, but like it's not their flagship game kind of money. 
And I think yeah. Blizzard really needs to be looking at Overwatch as one of their flagship games now because, you know, WoW obviously is making an incredible amount of money. Bar- barring Classic, it's making a ton of money still. And they really need Overwatch to be their their game, you know? Because pretty- they don't really, like, because, I mean, they don't have anything else. Diablo came and went, and that was it, right? Like, yeah. that was that was it. They, they pissed off a lot of their players with that. StarCraft, as we know, the, the yeah. ceiling is too high. It's, it's driven people... Here's the storm. They effectively killed it themselves. Um, yeah, you know, like Overwatch is the game that's like, look at all these cool characters that everyone loves. We have amazing lore for it. We're releasing comics. We're releasing, you know, all sorts of merch for it. We're getting people invested into it. And this game could be, it could be it for them. Like this is, like this is their their real. This is their next Warcraft essentially, like kind of IP. And they're probably not making a ton of money off of it. So I, 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 that's, yeah. that's, that's that's another reason why I'm super worried is that they're going to try to inject this model that's going to try to bleed us dry and not give us good content for it. And that's just, and that seems to be Blizzard's thing now. is not that they want to give you a product that you want to get invested in, that you don't look. I mean, if there is cost there. You don't care about them. Um, it, 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 it It's presented very, very, we want your goddamn money. And it's, it's in your face and it's blatant. And... It, you know they don't they don't hide it well anymore either. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. I think I think with like Warcraft historically, you never really you never really had anything that was like we want your goddamn money until the in-game shop came out and people were still pissed off about that. Of course, it was used because of course it's going to be used. Um, but you know you you start alienating player base after player base after player base to the point where you're left with nothing left. And you know, with between that and Blizzard's track record recently, everybody's nobody wants to even entertain the idea anymore, right? Yeah. Especially even after last year with the you know oh, you guys God. have phones right debacle, right? Like, I mean, how how more blatant can you be? We don't care about the the fans that kind of made us. We're going after the Chinese market, which no, I'm not bashing the Chinese market at all for enjoying mobile games. You guys do you. You guys love that shit. That's why we're getting League of Legends on mobile. That's why it's happening. Um, but for for you know for them to address the North American aspect of the company that made them to try and do that angle, it's like man, like you got to think you send Andrew in, man. Get you like let let your marketing guy talk to him because I think he'll know exactly what to do. Yeah, but, but. I, I guess shifting gears a little bit from from doomers to to maybe maybe we'll we'll get the bloomer mindset in here a little bit. Because um, I do want to get a little bit excited, because there is reported uh, leaks. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. There's going to be a lot of stuff at BlizzCon. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of leaks and <laughs> stuff around there. Diablo Four, um, Overwatch yep. Two. Um, I don't want to spoil WoW, but uh, there, uh, the big. It's everywhere now, dude. I think I think you're past. I think anybody. By the time anybody listens to this, they're going to see the picture of Bolvar Four Dragon as the new Lich King looking mean as fuck yeah and they have all these announcements coming out and it's on on one hand i'm still very upset at blizzard for all the stuff they've been doing and the whole hong kong fiasco um but i do want to remain a little bit optimistic and i do want to remain a little bit hopeful um because at the end of the day i mean i i grew up with these games you know and i am excited to see what they announce um you know this weekend and on top of that, I'm going to be able to watch a little bit of StarCraft, which I don't get to watch very often. I'm going to be able to watch uh, <laughs> some Overwatch. Um, maybe I'll watch some some Mythic Dungeon, dungeon stuff. I don't know. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a good weekend. 
Um, it's going to be an in- interesting weekend, I think, regardless of what happens. I think it's going to be... I-, I feel like our next show is just going to be all about BlizzCon because there's just going to be so much... There's just going to be so much stuff out there because of it. I, I, I'm i worried about the protest. That's, oh, yes. that's the thing. I'm, like that... I mean, on top of what BlizzCon is meant to be stand for, I'm worried about what people are going to use it for, and protest is definitely going to be one of them, dude. I'm, I mean, yeah, our right, next episode is going to be 100% all about BlizzCon, and it's just, uh, I know, I guys, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what's going to come from it because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be very messy this weekend. Yeah, but I, we, we will see. Um, you know, we'll keep you up to date. I'm sure we'll all be tweeting and stuff like that. Um, about what's going on but is there anything else that you want to bring up james before we, we we bring it home no i think i've talked tonight enough tonight i think i, I think i need to i think i need to give it a rest okay so we're we're, we're uh, we'll close out the show hopefully i can read through andrew's a little closer without saying any of the stage notes so thank oh, you everyone you do it. thank you everyone so much for watching project esports for october 28th make sure you follow our twitter and popped off twitter to stay up to date on everything that we do um, that's twitter.com slash popped underscore off and twitter.com slash the esports pod. There you go. Still remember it. And if you're not able to catch the live show, which is every single Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off, you can catch us on YouTube. So go to poppedoff.com slash YouTube to catch um, all our stuff on YouTube. We put everything up on the following day. Um, but if you want to listen to my favorite version, the best version of it, the audio version, um, it goes up on all podcast platforms, any podcast platform out there, except SoundCloud. Uh, just search Project Esports. We're on there. Listen to our voices there and subscribe. Didn't know we were on SoundCloud. Oh, we, we weren't on SoundCloud. Yeah. We, we aren't on SoundCloud. But my fellow gamers, my fellow degenerates, my fellow goons, please, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or I believe you can do it on Spotify as well. Um, hit us with that YouTube subscription. Um, we're closer and closer to 100 subscribers, which gets us closer to that you know exclusive link. We don't have to give you a convoluted way of getting there. And hit us up on Twitter um, or Instagram. All my socials are the same. I don't know. But I don't think Dylan. No, Dylan's your art, your art too. Um, so yeah, and you know, like Dylan said, we never get off Twitter, so you'll find us there. Let us know what you think about the show. Let the podcast know what you think about the show. All that good stuff. Yeah, and with that, I'm Dylan. I'm James. And we'll see you next week, goons.